Good morning. Happy Tuesday. You're listening to Between the Lines with J.C. Caldwell, and this is on Aggie Radio 92.3 KBLU LP Logan. It's a good day, and the reason why I say that is because I actually walked to campus today, which is actually really nice. Normally, I drive just because... I I am always late. <laughs> I will sleep in as long as possible, and I underestimate how long it takes me to actually get ready. But I got two parking tickets last week after getting two warnings the week before that. So I decided to actually walk in. I did, and I made it on time. So I'm feeling great. It's a really good day. And, oh my gosh, I looked at the weather for this week. It's supposed to get up to like 67 degrees on Saturday. So I think me and my friends are going to go have a picnic in the warm weather. And it's really sad that I'm celebrating 67 degrees and calling it warm weather because it really isn't warm. But it's going to be super nice. So y'all have that to look forward to. Um, so getting into the show for this week, we're going to start with sports. So, first off, we have softball against Idaho State. They had a game on Friday, and they won 8-7. to It was their home opener on the new turf field. So, really cool that they got to get a win against Idaho State for that game. I actually really love watching softball. There are very few sports that I feel like I enjoy watching. Like, I played soccer all growing up, and I hate watching soccer I think it's the most boring sport to watch Um, I love football I recently started to like basketball but softball I think has always been a sport that I've loved to watch and now I'm on an intramural team with USU student media for softball and we have our first game tonight so hopefully we can also win like the Aggie softball team did um Next, we have men's basketball. They played against Oregon in the NIT game. And that was last Tuesday, so I'm sure they've probably heard the news, but they lost 72-83. to 83. Um, The Aggies were up at halftime, but just couldn't pull out that win. Um, very devastating, but, um, you know, they played good. They had a good season, so the coach was happy with them and it's just kind of sad though on those last games like those seniors like it's their last game like that sucks I remember that feeling um in high school having it be like my last soccer game ever and it's it's really devastating and some of the seniors have a chance to come back for another season because of COVID and you know are eligible for a fifth year and it's not announced if they all will or not so stay tuned Um, Next up, we have gymnastics. They competed in the MRGC championship against three different schools. And no shocker, they are the Mountain Rim um, Gymnastics Conference champions. They are the MRGC champions. They scored a 197.025 on Friday. That's amazing. Our gymnastics team really is killer. Bree Clark win one freshman of the year. She's awesome. I've interviewed her before. She is so sweet and loves her teammates, loves gymnastics. I didn't didn't ever make it to a meet, but that's another sport that I really like to watch. So, congrats to our gymnastics team. And last but definitely not least, we have men's tennis. They played against University of Portland on Sunday and they unfortunately lost three to four but that's okay men's tennis we still love you anyway (laughs) 
Um, moving in to events. Ooh, I've been looking forward to this so much. So it is Chas Week, which means it is, you know, the week for College of Humanities and Social Sciences, which is the college that I'm a part of as a journalism student. And I am also on the Chas Council. So I've been able to, like, help plan events and kind of organize things. And so I've been behind the scenes like all year, have known what we're doing. And so to finally see like our council's hard work pay off and be able to attend these events and see other people enjoying the events, it's really exciting. And I think that we have a lot of really fun events. Um, so first, yesterday, there was just kind of a snacktivity. If you guys missed it, you really missed out. We had like Pringles and Cheez-Its and um granola bars and some really good fun snacks and handed out flyers for this week um and then today they originally we originally had planned for an rotc obstacle course on the quad at noon and the reason why we had that is because rotc is kind of a part of chas and every year they've done kind of like an obstacle course to um just be a part of the week kind of like an annual tradition type thing unfortunately one of the main cadets got sick this morning and so that event is canceled which is very unfortunate that really does suck but that's not all that we had planned for today um if you're looking for something to do tonight there is a slam poetry night called uncensored and the series committee is kind of hosting it um and they're having dinner at 6 30 and then the poet will start at 7 and that will be in the tsc ballroom that's kind of a fun thing. You've probably seen flyers around. Um, a lot of people on the council were really super excited about this. I've never been to like a slam poetry night, so I'm I'm really excited. And then tomorrow we have Cup of Joe with Joe and Muffins with Medi. So what this is, Cup of Joe with Joe is kind of like a chash tradition as well. So Joe, um, Joe Ward, Dean Ward, is the dean for Chas. And so they do Cup of Joe Joe, which is just hot chocolate with the dean so that he can mingle and meet students and just kind of like be involved with Chas students and anyone else who wants free hot chocolate. And there's normally cookies there. But the muffins with Medi part is very special. So Medi is a USU alum and also a Chas alum. And he has donated so much money into Chas. He's a big part of the university. So big that they are actually naming a new building on the quad after him. So that would be cool to be able to meet the person who is going to be named on a building on the quad in a couple years. So. They're doing. They're adding muffins with Medi because he is here for Chas Week. So that would be really cool. Also tomorrow we have a global picnic, and that's hosted by clubs and organizations. That will be 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. on the TSC patio. And I forgot I didn't say the time for Cup of Joe Joe. So that will, Cup of Joe Joe and muffins with Medi is 10 a.m. to 12:30 at Old Main, just right in front of Old Main. They normally just have like a table set up. And then the global picnic is 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. TSC patio. Those are both tomorrow. And guess what? That is not all. We also have a trivia night tomorrow, 6 p.m. in the TSC hub. Now, I'm probably most excited for this just because I get to kind of be one of the MCs for this event. And I love getting to do that type of thing. And I got to come up with a lot of the trivia questions, which is a lot of fun. And we have 
a lot of really cool prizes actually that you can win just grab a group of friends and go sit at a table have fun we have all different kinds of categories it's not necessarily it's not well not as not not necessarily but it's not chass related really at all it's more just random questions test your knowledge it should be a lot of fun i actually really do love trivia night so i'm really grateful to be a part of that and then on thursday we have a chass award ceremony that's at 3 p.m in the tsc ballroom and then on Friday, something fun is they were having laughter yoga at 2 p.m. on the quad. And it's supposed to be great weather. Hallelujah. So good warm weather. Go do some laughter yoga. Let out some stress before the weekend. And yeah, go do that on the quad at 2 p.m. And then later that night, on Friday night, we have the Chas Gala. Oh my gosh. Even the word gala just makes me so excited i love to dress up and get nice and go dance oh my goodness i love dancing so make sure you go to that you do not have to be a chas student it is for any usu student to attend there will be food and dancing and cute lights and um that's in the david b height alumni building um so make sure you do that it starts at 7 p.m so lots and lots and lots to look forward to i know that i've been like waiting for this week like all year long so so excited for that now moving into our statesman portion so i um, am kind of working on this new story piece about women in stem and it kind of it well it does it goes along with an article that is in the statesman this week that features Donna Metcalf, and she is the electrical team lead on the gas team here at USU. Um, So the reason why we kind of recognized her is because originally the gas team got a ton of publicity when they launched the satellite into space with NASA. And as they should, they should get a ton of publicity. Such a huge accomplishment, really cool thing. Um, But Donna was like, one of the leads on this project and she kind of brought up that like she felt like she didn't get any credit um, from multiple news stations multiple interviews and um, it was all men that was kind of given this credit and spotlighted and the only thing that she got was like a picture of the back of her head and so we kind of talked to her we wanted her to kind of explain herself and it kind of leads into women in stem and so i did kind of a video news story with it and jared did the article in the statesman um so i just thought i would share most of the interview with donna since i don't have her here with me today um but you'll you'll hear mine and jared's voices in there we both kind of ask questions um but yeah so i'll just go ahead and play that clip for you guys so you can listen cool okay let's see if this works are you working? Yeah, there we go. Okay, let's go ahead and get started, Donna. All right, so the first question I have for you is just what is your major, and then are you a sophomore, junior, or senior at USU? I'm a sophomore, and I'm studying electrical engineering. Awesome. Um, and then where are you from? I'm from Murray, Utah, so just south of Salt Lake. And how did you get involved in the like, electrical engineering at USU? Um, I came to a summer camp a couple years ago. Um, I was originally going to do mechanical, uh, but after the summer camp, we built like Tesla coils and I was like, this is the best. So I immediately switched over and I haven't regretted it so far. 
Um, how did that result in you getting involved in the gas program at USU? So I, so I came to USU because I heard that the, um, this college has had the most student projects sent into space. And I was like, obviously, that's amazing. And then halfway into my first semester, uh, my friend got an email um, looking for recruits for the gas team. And so she sent it to me um, where I then joined from there. Awesome. And then we'll get back into that. But what is the gas team? Do you want to give us some background? Yeah. So the gas team is started back in the 70s. They have flown many projects, um, many like student design projects. Um, it started out on the space shuttle. Uh, we uh, started flying missions with just the third space shuttle mission. Um, and then after the end of the space shuttle, we did a bunch of experiments on the vomit comet. And recently, we just sent our first satellite into space. Awesome. Um, and then currently, what do you do with the gas team? As of right now, we have, so we have our satellite in orbit. So um, we do two kinds of, right now, we are working on transmissions and getting all we can out of gas packs, the name of our satellite, um, uh, trying to get the most out of that uh, to complete the mission. And we are also getting started on our next mission. Awesome. And then kind of going along with that, what's your favorite experience that you've had so far being involved with the gas team? I like the on-hand experience. Um, there's, there's a lot that I love about the gas team. It's um, one, it's on-hand experience, like I said, and um, it's a way to build relationships. Like I don't think I would um, be where I'm at today without the relationships I've been able to build. And it's also real life experience, um, rather than just what you learn in the class. This is real engineering. Awesome. And then um, STEM fields tend to be really male dominated fields. So what kind of experiences have you had just as a woman who's in the STEM field? Um, that's really interesting. It's, um, uh, I'm trying to think of a great way to put <laughs> words. You're like, if you need a second to like kind of organize your thoughts, feel free. I would say that it's, um, oh, geez. I had it planned out and then totally went blank. Um, you kind of have, um, there's a different attitude directed towards you. Like, for example, um, working on classroom projects, um, you are kind of treated less than, and I, less than, your male counterparts, um, which, and it's not anything that's not on purpose. I think it's a stigma that's just been taken too far and people don't realize. Yes. And then yeah. going along with that, I know that, um, someone mentioned to me that like you were like the gas team was being like praised for the work they were doing, but the praise wasn't, wasn't focused necessarily on you, but more on your male counterparts on the team. Is that correct? Or am I kind of misinterpreting that? Yeah, it was um, a factor of many things that uh, personally got to me. Um, while the people that were featured in the interviews were the people that have done the most work, um, the most that I was in any of the videos was the back of my head. And there were, there were multiple videos. Um, and it's a little jarring when you can be the electrical team lead 
for the upcoming projects and not be featured in any interviews um, with any news programs or anything like that, um, but still have other people, like more focus on people that weren't on the team than you were. Does that sound right? Yeah. <laughs> Does yeah. that make sense? Okay. All right. Um, and then is there anything else kind of in that area that you want to share kind of about like your experience feeling like underrecognized for your work in your field or just in general that you would like to share? Um, I would like to say uh, starting, like knowing that I was going to come to school to be a STEM major, um, I knew that it was going to be a more, it was going to be more difficult to gain the same respect that male counterparts have. Um, but you have no idea until you're actually doing it. Um, and that's been the biggest thing recently is just trying to gain the same respect that um, all my friends do. Yeah. They just get without having to work as hard, I guess. Yes, awesome. And then kind of shifting away from that, um, what else are you involved in here at USU if you're involved with anything? Um, I am mostly just involved with the gas team and um, classes. Um, I've helped a little bit with e-council this past week with Engineers Week, but um, as the electrical team lead, most of my attention is focused towards the gas team. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> and then lastly, is there anything else you'd like to add that you just feel is really important for us to include? Um, I think it's really important to know that it's not on purpose. It's, um, it's something you don't recognize unless it's happening to you. And so because of that, not a whole lot gets done about it. Do you think that a lot of females experience that even in other fields? And keep looking at him, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I might be weird, but... Um, in other fields, other STEM fields or... Anything. Okay. In general. Um, I think any gender can experience it. Um, I've heard a lot from friends in art majors uh, where it's mostly a female-dominated major, how there's um, less uh, men in it, and it's um, kind of the same. I don't know if I want to say the same, but like um, you also have that uh, less respect than those in the, that dominate the field. And so it can go both ways. And I know that you've had experience with kind of, like you've shared a little bit about sexism and stuff. What do you think, or what do you plan on doing to bring awareness to this issue? I think the more you talk about it, um, which sounds cliche, but if it sticks in somebody's head, um, they're thinking of it more often, and when they see something, they can, um, that's the first thing they think of, is like, oh yeah, that's what it is. Um, because, and if you, uh, a lot of people might find it annoying. Like, I certainly would if you constantly were hearing, like, you guys treat me like garbage. Like, that's not something you want to hear, and that's definitely not something I'm trying to put across. It's, um, it's more of a, I just, I want to let you know that this is happening. And when it comes up, if it's at the forefront of your mind, you're going to realize it, and that'll cause others to try and take a stance, hopefully. That's my goal. And have you, like, talked to those other, like, the other guys on the gas team? Have you, like, talked to them and had discussions about this? I have, and um, that's one thing that I love about the gas team is um, while I have had to put in extra work to 
um, as like from what I can tell, I've had to put in extra work to get the same respect as the other guys on my team. I'm now at a point where I can talk to them and they respect me in the way to like understand that it is a different experience to go through engineering as a female than it is for a male. And a lot of them are understanding about it. And it's, it's really nice to have the conversations. Um, what, what advice would you give to women in any field experiencing sexism? In any field, um, it's going to happen. <laughs> and that's probably not what you want to hear. But um, the one thing that's been keep, um, that I've been working on is perseverance. Um, and I tie it back to the Mars rover that landed last year. Um, that's kind of what I've been going after is perseverance. Like, it's going to be hard, but as long as we keep going and keep fighting, eventually um, it'll be non-existent and it won't be something we have to worry about. Okay, so cool. That was the interview with Donna. She was she was really cool to talk to, and actually, to get some footage, I was able to go to one of their electrical meetings where, you know, they were working on gas packs and talking about different things, and it is actually really cool to kind of see that. Um, but anyway, I also was able to talk to, you know, a girl who was a biochemistry major, and although I'm not saying that these women are, like, being discriminated discriminated against at utah state it's just showing the perspective of being the minority as a woman in those science and technology and engineering and mathematics fields um and kind of get their perspective on it because whether they're discriminated or not if you're a minority you're going to have some other challenges to overcome and so that's kind of the story that i dove into and if you want to read a little bit more about donna and stuff like that go grab a copy of the statesman heck do it anyway there's a, some really cool stories including one of my own um that i'll kind of highlight really quick um i wrote a story on esports so esports is basically video gaming and video games except it's a real club here on campus and they really compete they have a varsity team they have a jv team and they have tryouts for the team um, but anyone can play. They even broadcast the game and have um, people doing play-by-plays of each video game. Um, they have different teams for each game. They have like Valorant and Rocket League and Halo and Super Smash Bros. And all kinds of teams and they compete in tournaments. And they compete against other colleges um, around the country. The, I went to one of their tournaments, and they were playing Boston College. So it's really cool. They actually, their current space is in the field house, and they turn off all the lights, and they turn on, like, these purple and blue lights. And so it really sets the mood. It's really cool. And, I mean, these guys get pretty intense. And I kind of learned, because I think of video games, and I'm like, how is this a team sport? Like, you just you just play and you have to be good at it and I don't know and you practice by yourself like it's very non-traditional but they do consider it, it a sport and talking to the esports coordinator Anson Ho he kind of explained like it takes more than just like being good at the game you have to be able to communicate with others well be able to describe certain objects and where they are and how to get to them and work on strategies to defeat the other team and stuff like that. And they're actually working right now to build 
an actual arena for for these guys so that they have a bigger space to come in and practice and so that they have a big projector so that they can have spectators come in and watch the game and have a bigger space dedicated to those students who are, you know, broadcasting the tournament and kind of announcing the play-by-play. And they're actually really good at it. I went to the broadcasting room and I was understanding everything and I'm definitely not a gamer um, so that's a really cool article if you want to learn a lot more about what they do, um, how to get involved with that. Um, yeah, as well. It's kind of funny. I actually originally assigned the story to one of my news writers, but he ended up joining the club instead and it became a conflict of interest. So I had to be like, I'm sorry, if you join the club, you can't write about it. So it was kind of funny. And so I'm glad that I was able to do that. Um, another new story that we have is, um, solving dry skin with goat milk. So there's this cute shop called Spirit Goat in Logan and they make their own soap. They make their own chapstick. They make their own like lotion, like all kinds of stuff. Me and the photo manager went to the shop to take some cute pictures and it's just way cute. So that's kind of a fun article to read about. We also have the article about Donna that I gave you guys an inside scoop with. Um, there's an article about some free mental health resources that students are available for, um, some Aggie artists in a new art exhibit, and we also have a feature on the USU Bullpen Club, which is, like, the writing club. That's a club that's a part of Chaz, so woohoo. Um, we also have a story on the new, um, gender-inclusive housing that USU announced that they're going to start building, and in the fall they're opening spaces, you know, for people who are non-binary or transgender or queer or whatever they identify as. It's just a space that anyone can go live at um, just to feel comfortable and not have to worry about, oh, can I be in male housing? Can I be in female housing? Um, and so that's a new thing that will be implemented in the fall. So to read more about that, check out the article. We also have kind of a recap on the game of Aggie basketball. Losing in the NIT game, got some um, opinion articles, uh, ones about being responsible with your news consumption. So I think it's a really great addition this week. So I definitely encourage you guys to check it out. Um, And moving into kind of our Logan section a little bit, I thought this was the coolest story. So the headline is, quote, TikTok saves the day for Cash Valley Pharmacy, end quote. So this originally caught my eye because I don't actually have TikTok. I've never downloaded it. Um, And not because I think it's stupid or I think that it's not worth my time. Well, actually, that's kind of part of it, I guess. But it's not like I judge others for having it. Like, I don't hate it. I just know that if I download it, it will, I'll be on it a lot and it will take up a lot of my time and I don't think that's good for me so I just have resisted downloading it but I'm taking a TikTok class uh this Friday and next Friday um which is gonna be interesting because I'll have to download TikTok so this is why this caught my eye anyway turns out so there's this guy in Cache Valley um he owned a pharmacy and when COVID hits like most businesses Um, Their business started to decrease. The article states that it saw a 12% decrease. And kind of like by the next year, even a year after COVID, they weren't kind of seeing a bounce back or a rebound. Like they weren't recovering from that decrease. And so um, this pharmacist knew he had to do something. 
and he was kind of introduced to the idea of social media marketing through other businesses and his local gym. And he was like, all right, I what do I have to lose? So he got on TikTok and started giving information about like what medication to take for stomach issues or um, giving like lots of good, important information from an expert through TikTok about medication and medicine and stuff like that. And his Instagram page and TikTok began to grow and social media influencers started to come across his page, including like a famous makeup artist and a famous blogger. And um, they were like reposting it to their story and it went viral and it's totally helped his business and they're recovering. And it's just, it's crazy how TikTok is one of those social media platforms where you really could go viral and become famous for, like, the most random things. It, I mean, seriously, like, Charlie D'Amelio is, like, one of the most famous people right now, and she got famous for just coming up with dances on TikTok. Like, that amazes me. So I thought that was a really cool story. And moving into our last portion, headliners. I actually should change it to headliner because I don't have enough time to do three anymore. So once again, I only have one headliner but that's okay so moving into our headliner (laughs) okay so i'm gonna make this quick because we are out of time but the headline reads quote border authorities find 52 reptiles hidden in man's clothing end quote so this is kind of really interesting because you hear about people trying to smuggle guns or smuggle drugs or some sort of weapon or I don't know just like mainly drugs and weapons is what I think of and I mean that's what movies portray that's what we hear about stuff like that but this story talks about how this guy literally tried to smuggle in a bunch of giant snakes and reptiles oh I hate snakes and reptiles and oh that would freak me out and so he had like these like looking at this picture like they're big snakes like it's not a small snake snake and he put them in like bags tied it shut and then like had taped them like all over his body and so when he tried to get across the border they i guess got suspicious of something asked him to step out of his car obviously patted him down and found 52 52 strapped to his body i can't believe that that's a lot of freaking reptiles so obviously he was arrested and um yeah probably not worth it but anyway that is all that i have for today's show thank you guys so much for listening and make sure to tune in next tuesday at 10 a.m um it should be it should be a good show next week i already kind of have an idea of what it'll be but don't want to spoil it so make sure you tune in thanks guys (laughs) 